0: Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirstie. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watching this. Welcome
1: to our
0: show about the things we love and the
1: things we hate and the things we love to hate. And... Is this week solely
0: about the things we hate? Yeah. I mean it's like things we things we hate about the things we love. Yeah. This
1: is kinda like a, a pure hate watch out of something that
0: we once loved more than maybe we love now.
1: <laughs> this I may, is I may be speaking for myself here.
0: This is a week to navigate some complicated feelings uh-huh. about a content. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But first. Oh, quarantine corner. Any quarantine corner? We just recorded an episode like a minute ago, so I don't have anything. Yeah. We also don't have any news about SMS for Dick because. No. I mean, nothing new has happened regarding SMS for Dick (laughs) in the last hour. What's new is that it's still in our hearts and minds. Yeah. Um, And isn't going anywhere anytime soon. So this is coming out like the second week of November. So if you now. Person of the world in the second week of November in the year of our Lord 2020. Have more information about SMS for Dick, also known as the Sam Hewen dead Celine husband, Dion. Celine Dion texting movie. <laughs> <laughs> Please find us on Twitter at Hey, watch this immediately. It's fucking wild. <laughs> I love everything about that
1: sentence. Everything. Um. I mean, I only have like a week's sauce quarantine corner update, but. It's that we've watched both new episodes of Supermarket Sweep, and it's really good. <laughs> oh boy. They're an hour long, which is, like, too long, but also fine because we're in a drought. Kirsty with spoilers over here. And um, I'm particularly happy with the improvements and updates they've made to the minigames,
0: because... <laughs> I do really well at them. (laughs) So can I just tell you something that you may not have guessed about me? Yeah. I have a strong stance universally against all supermarket-themed game shows. Why? Because I think they're all stupid. (laughs) Also, I hate grocery shopping. So why would I want to watch a grocery shopping-themed game show?
1: (laughs) Some of us met our husbands at a grocery store, okay? Oh, boy. That's a little can of worms right there, my friend. Some of us are attached to competitive grocery store bagging champions. (laughs) But that is a story for another time.
0: That's one of my favorite fun facts about you and your life.
1: (laughs) But that is the context that explains why we find supermarket sweep a little fun.
0: Sure, 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 sure.
1: But they got some good shit. It's, you know what? It's a drought <laughs> on top of a drought because no one's making content anymore. and it's true.
0: Content is getting tough.
1: <sighs> if what we can have is Leslie Jones shouting at people for picking up cheap items instead of expensive items in supermarket sweep, like, I'm fine with that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a real, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Yep kind of scenario yep yeah speaking of you get what you get speaking of that philosophy we're gonna throw a fit we're gonna throw a great big fit this is like my child forgot to eat breakfast for an hour and then lost six hours of her day to screaming <laughs> does that happen often well uh, it happened the one time <laughs> dear god um, and actually the way that we fixed it was by going to the post office to ship your birthday gift. Oh. So you have the honor of having ended the three hour tantrum from hell. Wow. That was pretty exciting. Yeah. It like wouldn't end. And then my mom came over to like get some stuff and she was on her way out and she was trying to say goodbye to my child who was screaming and she's like, okay, I'm going to the post office now. And my kid was like, post office? <laughs> i want to go to post office (laughs) Mom was like okay you want to go to the post office she's like yeah i going (laughs) (laughs) so i just like put all the shit in the car i went to the post office and it was great wow that is
1: something else yeah so there you go Well, this fit will
0: not be solved by going to the post office. No, we can't fix this one. Although you should support the USPS probably still. I don't know. Definitely. (laughs) I mean, buying stamps doesn't actually fix the problem, but do something that does. Like, ship your packages through
1: the USPS. Yeah. That could help.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it does. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. What are we here to talk about today? So we are here to talk about Outlander, because any episode can be an Outlander episode if you make it, Mm -hmm. especially when you specifically make it an Outlander episode. So this is an Outlander (laughs) episode. (laughs) And this episode's theme is ways Outlander has wronged us. Yes. This was, like, recently inspired by
1: me watching the whole series again for Un... Clear reasons besides drought. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And being mad a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, it just felt right to get in some gripes. It did feel right. It's been a while since we've complained, and I think every time we get a new season of Outlander, <laughs> we sort of get... So, two things happen. Every time we get a new season of Outlander, we then go back and re-watch all of Outlander At least two times, because we usually do a rewatch before the season drops and then after the season ends. Mm -hmm. I do, anyway. I'm using the royal we here, but I (laughs) think that's standard operating procedure. (laughs) Sounds close enough. You gotta cleanse the palate with season one. Always. Always. Season one you could watch any day. Season five requires, or season four requires some real fortitude there. I think season three is... No, season four is the lowest point. You're right. Season four is the lowest point. Mm -hmm. Season five is the second lowest point. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) that's not the particular thing we're here to gripe about. We have a more specific set of complaints for you today. (laughs) We have a format. We have a format for our complaints. Um, But the point being that every time these rewatches happen, it sort of gives us a new lens through which to explore Our gripes and grievances. And so that is the spirit we come to you in today. And Kelsey's going to have to explain the format again. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we are here to witness a first. It is Kirstie's first ever (laughs) draft of any kind. And I still literally don't understand how they work. (laughs) It's one of those things where I've had Kelsey explain it to me like six times. And I think I get the basic concept, but you know how like when you're learning a game you they like explain the premise and you're like okay I won't get it and then they explain the rules and you're like okay I'm not going to get it and then you start playing and you're like okay I kind of get it and then the game finishes and you're like oh sure that was the game unless you're playing the networks in which case you'll never get... <laughs> in which case you'll never get it <laughs> and every time you play it the board somehow expands yes yeah oh my god Kelsey I wish we both had the networks so we could play remotely mm. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Anyway Anyway, um, everything is fine and normal. Yeah. So
1: tonight we are drafting the our biggest outlander gripes, basically, and the goal for Kirsty's benefit and yours listening, I suppose, <laughs> is to we will take turns. We will flip a coin to decide who goes first. On and every turn? No, just Oh. The first turn. Okay. And then you switch off. And we will try and draft the strongest team of wrongdoings. We'll each do probably five. And mm-hmm. once someone takes something, you can't claim it for your team. <laughs> Did okay. you just take notes? <laughs> no. no. I, <laughs> and... I made columns oh you're note taking thats a different
0: type of note taking okay
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> like it's not that complicated
0: surely not. we can well, figure this let me this get out. all this let me get all this <laughs> okay
1: all right so okay are you a coin face or are you tails what do you want to be
0: coin face all right it's okay i got a coin face all right so you get to go first i get to
1: go first okay so strategically just (laughs) i don't know if this needs to be said but you want to pick like your top priority items first yeah things you can't live without being on your wrongdoing list and or things that you think i'm going to take and you want to take so if i
0: say it you can't take it for your team okay 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 And then if you say it, I can't take it. Right. All right. Okay. Whew. Okay. So my first thing is a gripe that I'm going to title. This is like a formal title. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hashtag let Outlander be funny. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I love that. So let me talk about this a little bit. So. This is partially a book gripe, which we set the rule early on that since I've read more of the books than Kelsey has, that I can't rely too heavily on book to show gripes, of which there are a plenty. Yes. So it's partially a book gripe, but this is also a season one, looking back to season one gripe. Yeah. Because there is a certain kind of like salty dry wit uh-huh. that outlander had and that the books have all the way through and the show at some point decided that like Claire wasn't snarky anymore yeah and so you don't get like Claire muttering funny things to herself and anymore like in the middle of high pressure situations and you don't get Jamie like muttering witticisms under his breath in the middle of battle anymore Mm -hmm. and i just think that part of the cosmic balance of outlander is letting outlander be fucking funny (laughs) i think that's (laughs) like correct yes (laughs) so yeah so like matthew b roberts get the fuck off your high horse Learn how to balance drama and humor. Let Outlander be funny.
1: That was a well-argued point. And not to, like, bring us back to episodes, but I've been regretting not talking about in our Ozark episode how yes. the key to any actual, like, prestige drama that hasn't actually been carried through That's... is having this, like, dry sense of humor that pops yes. up here and there. Yes. Ozark does not have that.
0: Outlander does not
1: have that anymore. Not that no. Not that Outlander is prestige, I'm not suggesting no. that, but, like, it's often a benefit to a drama like this.
0: Well, the thing about Outlander that I feel like most of the fandom says consistently... Is that the whole draw is the world building and like the immersive quality. Mm-hmm. And part of that is enjoying spending time with the characters, even if all you're doing is like fucking around in the pottery barn catalog circa 17, whatever. Yeah. Um and it's not as fun to just dick around doing nothing except making candles mm-hmm. with these people if they're not also funny. Yeah, I agree. Just let them be funny. Let them be funny. Let them have light-hearted moments. Like, let them be people. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. <sighs> All right.
1: For my first pick, I don't know. This is tough. I... I'm going to take some low-hanging fruit, but it's important to take it.
0: The silent film. (laughs) (laughs) I was this close to putting that on my list, and then I was like, is it too low-hanging? Is that a pun? Yeah, it is a pun. That's why I said (laughs) it.
1: But it is the most arrogant and obnoxious treatment that any frame of this show has ever had. Yes. 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 It's unnecessary. They play it at least five times over the course of the episode and think it's an art.
0: And it's so transparent and dumb. I think that's the biggest problem with it is that it's so obvious that they think it's an art. Yeah. It's not even just that it's like so obvious that they're doing an art, it's obvious that they think it's an art.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And
0: that's not what you want when you, the audience, are watching a content. No. It's like the
1: embodiment of Matthew B. Roberts' smug yes. face. Yes. And
0: I hate the it. The silent film is... In season five. ...to the outlander oh. that his mustache is to his face. Yes. Which is <laughs> so <just> to say... <laughs> An awkward <laughs> yes. appendage that speaks volumes about the inner workings. Yes,
1: wow, that was that was an art. <laughs> <laughs> right off the top of the old dome. I love that. All right. well, <laughs> time for your uh, second pick there.
0: Okay. So my second thing is connected to my first thing. I think they are um, symptoms of the same problem in the show. And also I think going to be controversial. So I think you're going to have to hear me out a little bit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But this one is formally titled Roger and Bree Need Things. So let me expand on that thought. <laughs> okay. Every person in the show has like their thing, right? Like Claire is the doctor, mm-hmm. and Jamie is the king of men, which is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just gets to have that one. And in the books, Roger and Brie each have a thing. Mm hmm. It's alluded to vaguely in the show that Brianna is, like, really into painting and really into being an engineer. hmm But, like, she doesn't, other than the fact that, like, occasionally they let her paint things, she doesn't ever really get to act that out. And then Roger, they've just decided entirely, the only thing he has is, like, daddy issues with his <laughs> father-in-law.
1: <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> bringing my father-in-law into the bedroom <laughs> is but roger has aesthetic. no thing
1: like a calling
0: yes kind of a calling a an a hobby, occupation yeah an interest yeah a characteristic yeah mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah a thing and I think if the two of them are going to be there, which <clears throat> I know this is extremely controversial in the fandom, but I'm not convinced that book or show that they ever needed to be there. I agree. But if they're going to be there, let's at least, like, make some use of them. hmm And let's give them a thing. And I said this at the time about the Roger stuff, but as much as I don't care about the Roger stuff in the book... The order of the Roger stuff made the Roger stuff have stakes, whether or not I cared about those stakes. They at least were there. Yeah. And when the show took away Roger's thing, mm-hmm. they took away the stakes. hmm So then we got the silent film yep. for nothing. Yeah. Like, because the, the thing is that Roger discovers himself, and then the silent film stuff happens. We didn't say at the beginning of the show that there'd be spoilers. <laughs> I mean,
1: so, spoiler looks.
0: alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, then the silent film <laughs> stuff happens and he loses his thing. Yeah. In the show, he didn't have a thing. So this, he, like, is just a bump on a log, mm-hmm. gets hanged, and then I guess is going to have to discover himself or not. It's not clear. mm so, anyway, let Roger and Bree have things. I like that these are all like demands. <laughs> it's not just ways in which I've been wronged; it's constructive criticism. <laughs> well,
1: mine is go- is just a pure wronging, but it's not my wrongdoing. I'm arguing on behalf of a character who deserves more. Mm. And that character is Fergus fucking Fraser.
0: Mm, 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 mm. Go hard, girl. <laughs> I have I have okay. Go hard. Let's do this.
1: <laughs> Fergus gets nothing to do. Speaking of people who need to have things, he has an extremely compelling story, an mm-hmm. extremely important relationship with the two main characters mm-hmm. that lasts longer than Brianna or Roger mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. young Ian. Mm-hmm. And yet, he is relegated to, like, mm-hmm. not like the back burner, but like seven
0: burners behind the back burner. Yes. And like, on a stove in the prep kitchen. It's offensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like...
1: Claire and Jamie spend 99% of seasons four, three, four, five, whatever, lamenting that they couldn't raise a child together. Mm -hmm. And like, they missed this opportunity. And they, they missed their daughter for a time and like, blah, 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 blah. And like, their child is so important. And we choose to forget (laughs) in season three, how they adopted a child basically Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and raised him as their son and then basically in season 3 officially said like you are in our family and you have our last name Mm -hmm. and yet they still mean so little to them Yep, (laughs) the plot is to be believed and Fergus is funny.
0: Fergus is fucking funny. Marsley is fucking funny. Yep. She's a straight-up baller. She calls Claire Ma. Mm-hmm. Like, Fergus is so loyal. So loyal. He lost a Literally hand for Literally lost a hand for these people. And, Brianna would never. And
1: then they're like, oh, we only have one grandchild. Like, no, you have 17. <laughs> you have 10,000. And, like... It's offensive to me that he gets, like, one line every three episodes.
0: Yeah. That's the thing is he's, like, he's a built character. He's, like, Mm -hmm. very dimensional and funny Mm -hmm. and, like, has so much to explore. And Marsley is the same way. Like, they're consistently well written. And then they just do jack shit with them. Like,
1: much as I enjoy young Ian from time to time. Yes. He could have been replaced by a Fergus. We didn't really need him. We certainly didn't need Brie and Roger to be there. Like, Fergus and Marsley are more interesting than them. So if we needed a younger couple to focus on, I'd rather spend time with them.
0: Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Because the whole point of Brie and Roger is, I think, supposed to be a little bit of, like, torch passing. Like, Mm -hmm. Jamie and Claire are going to get old and people are going to get tired of watching them phone and eventually they have to die. And so some other generation has to take over being, like, the primaries of the big love story. Marsley and Fergus have a much more complicated love path. Mm -hmm. And I know book readers are going to disagree with me on a lot of this. This is why I got fired up when Kelsey brought it up. Oh, boy. Um, but I'm right, for the record. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but Roger and Brie don't enjoy each other most of the time. Right. They have such a hard time just, like, being in a relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. Marsley and Fergus fucking love each other yep they go through some shit together Mm mm-hmm they come out the other side stronger for it Mm mm-hmm and they're there's hijinks they bring some good hijinks and there's no bullshit between the two of them no
1: and there's like some
0: strong character
1: story like there's even in like season four or five whatever there's stuff about how, like, he doesn't have a job to do because his hand isn't <laughs> real. Yes. And, like, what's he gonna do? And he feels like he has no place. And then Marsley, like, has to go around and be like, hey, P.S., like,
0: give him a job to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's there's growth. There's stuff there. And there are some complaints about some Fergus stuff that happens later. But I would argue that Fergus is no more a wet blanket at any given time than Roger.
1: I mean, I'm arguing. To, I'm, I'm agreeing with you based on yes. my limited slash no knowledge yes. of the books.
0: Because <laughs> like, the, the thing is that the Fergus storylines are not always the most fun when Fergus is up to his sad man stuff. Mm-hmm. But literally the rest of the premise is predicated on Roger's sad man stuff. Re-Kelsey's first point, the silent film shit yes so if we can put up with that shit then give me fergus give me fergus and also like
1: fergus has needs more to do besides being like jamie's bitch (laughs) Mm -hmm. a thousand percent agreed i have complicated feelings about how he's treated as a servant sometimes (laughs) yes
0: yep absolutely (laughs) but okay We'll He's on. out there trying to make fucking Roger his, like, general or whatever the fuck. <laughs> oh, it's offensive. It
1: is... It's offensive. <laughs> the more you dig into it, the more offensive it it's gets. It's bad. It's bad. <sighs>
0: mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, this one is complicated because real life is going to come into play. But where the fuck is Jenny? Aww. I want... I the, Like, the problem... And this is not a book spoiler in any way because of the ways in which the show diverges from all the stuff. And so, like, any given character at any given time is any more or less likely to show up anywhere as anyone else. So, yeah. like, nothing matters. But I think... So we know that there are some plots where Jenny should have been there and couldn't because the actress was on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Like, good for her. But, like, no one from the writing team has indicated whether or not they have any plans to bring Jenny back. And like we fucking brought Murtaugh back. She doesn't strike me as someone who would ever leave, but that may be a book thing. Right. I want to know what the casting plans are to get Jenny back. Mm. Like now that we're filming in the bubble and Broadway's closed, do we have an opportunity to write Jenny back in? Mm Mm-hmm. I do I love her. I want to know what the plans are for Jenny. I need more Jenny. <laughs> that was concise. Yes.
1: <sighs> um. All right. I'm trying to, like, not lean too hard into Roger, but it's so easy. He's so fucking easy. All right. Here's a legitimate gripe, I think. Okay. Um. Um. Roger's grand romantic gestures are truly offensive.
0: You're just shaking your head. I'm just shaking my head in disappointment. I'm disappointed in Roger.
1: Like, mainly, I have two. But there are more. There are more. Um, His proposal at the Scottish festival because he wanted to have sex... And then his complete
0: douchebaggery around that whole situation. (laughs) There's so much shit in the fandom about how to book Roger is better than show Roger. And that is absolutely false because all of that shit is so problematic. Mm -hmm. The only way in which Roger comes out better in the show for it is that that plot is shorter. Still bad. Still fucking bad. And the one that always gets me
1: is at the end of season four, when he's been...
0: Oh, I fucking hate this. mm -hmm,
1: When he gets rescued from the Mohawk or whoever has taken him. And they've traded young young Ian for him. And Mm -hmm. gone through this whole, like, months-long journey to bring him back because Brianna couldn't live without him. And he's like... I need some time to think about whether I can commit to her and my child. And I need to decide whether I can accept raising a child that isn't mine. What?
0: No. At this point, no. <laughs> and everybody's, like, fucking proud of him when he shows up, like, like 24 hours later. Right. That's not Everyone's cute. a... Roger. No, it's not fucking cute. You didn't fucking step up if it took you 24 hours to decide. Mm Mm-hmm. I do appreciate that they allude to being annoyed by that a little bit
1: in season five, but, like... But really only Jamie. Yeah. It's not all of them. No. I just think it's a pattern of behavior Mm -hmm. with his characterization Mm -hmm. that is unbecoming and
0: unnecessary. (laughs) Yes. He's a misogynist pig. Correct. And he sucks. Sucks. Okay. <sighs> I don't know. You can, you can decide this on the fly. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is a separate issue that now becomes a draft or if this is piggybacking. But I do have a gripe with the fact that when Roger's first introduced, he's, like, cute as hell. Like, those first couple episodes when they're flirting (laughs) in the house. Mm -hmm. And he's, like, whatever. Like, he's so cute Mm -hmm. and, like, so flirtatious and so fun and so charming. And then he turns out to just be a raging dickhole. Yep. And it's, like, what is your goddamn problem, sir? I agree. Yeah, that's also a romantic gesture. That's fine. Okay, that counts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, my next one is that, th- this should also be pretty concise, uh, that there were two kidnappings in season five. Yeah, in, within like two episodes. Yeah. There, there are multiple issues with it, and some of it is that um based on book chronology it didn't actually both have to happen in season five they made a choice Mm -hmm. to shove them in there Mm -hmm. but even regard like even if you pretend the books never existed who would actively make the choice to put two kidnappings within like an episode and a half of each other it's like please paint me into a soap opera box (laughs) Oh my god, like, at a minimum bookend the season with that shit, like, but that whole run of episodes, because it's like, snakebite, kidnap, something kidnap. It's, uh, uh, it's when they fake you out about going back in time,
1: going sure. forward in time.
0: that's right. Oh my god, I completely forgot about that, and that should have been its own gripe. <laughs> holy shit they're not worthy it's fine they're not worthy we've established that they suck and that whole thing sucked anyway there didn't need to be two kidnappings in season five that was bad strategy you played it fucking wrong and it's exhausting frankly mm-hmm. sure is yep
1: oh god i'm getting to like the end of my list here um. Okay, whatever. I'm just gonna go for it. Um, oh boy. A season five problem. This is a lot of season five. I I understand.
0: <laughs> there, it's it's slightly due to recency bias, but it's mostly due to Matthew B. Roberts. Yes. So. Um. This is a season five
1: offense that I would label as oh my darling clementine
0: oh buddy
1: <laughs> which encompasses all of the musical stylings that take place in season five with one exception <laughs> primarily though the intro song that makes yes. my ears bleed every time i hear it Yes, it's like an acapella rendition of the theme song yes and it's awful It's basic as hell. It is awful. (laughs) and says nothing about the season. Usually they, like, have a reason for the, like, arrangement that they choose and the instruments they choose or whatever. No. This is just... I noticed
0: in... So you and I had talked about this. I can't remember if it was on the podcast or not. But when that... um, When that rendition was leaked... And I was like, oh, I thought we already knew that it sucked, but and it's like fine, whatever. Time passed, and then I did a rewatch of like a whole bunch in a row.
1: Mm-hmm. It may
0: have even been like a title theme like compilation or something. But in in any event, I had all of them like back to back, really close together. And it got to the season five one, and I was like, holy shit.
1: It's so <laughs> like bad. this is
0: an abomination. <laughs>
1: it's awful. But like yeah. n- We don't just get that in season five. We also get this, like, beratement of Roger insisting on singing for, like, five or six episodes straight. And that culminates with him singing Oh My Darling Clementine and then him and Brianna What's-Her-Face doing a duet of that in the credits, right? Yep. And... Like, insult to injury, that was stuck in my head for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. But also, like, just less songs in Outlander. Less singing. Less
0: <laughs> singing in Outlander. Stop the singing. <laughs> they, like, decided at some point that that was, like, Roger and Bree's song. And it, not only can I not figure out a good reason for it, but what a weird fucking song to, like, zero song. in on. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. Also, lest, lest we forget. Them ripping off the parent trap song in the season (laughs) premiere, which almost just broke me as a human. Could not take that for one bit. That was a sex montage no one asked for. (laughs) Kelsey complained about that for weeks. I won't stop. (laughs) Can't stop, won't stop. No. Okay,
0: so that's. Oh my god. Yeah. That is correct. (laughs) Uh um okay. I'm on number 5 now. I yeah. have to choose my last one. Mhm. So I have several thoughts. I have several tie-ins to the things we've just been discussing. I think what I'm going to choose here Is the use of taglines, which on a chart are increasing over time. (laughs) And by taglines, I mean things like the Lord John Gray episode where he has the measles or some shit. (laughs) And Claire Claire says, I was born this way. And he says, so "So was I." I. In the episode oh. after Roger killed some guy, <laughs> he and Brie are in bed, and she ch- like turns off the candle. I killed <laughs> <laughs> I know there are like a very small handful earlier, and there's some even better ones that happen later, but those are the two that like fried themselves into my brain. Yep. Yeah, I don't know what you call those. Besides that, it feels it's not. I mean, tagline is not a hundred percent accurate, but th- yeah, um, they're like the last word that no one needed to have. It, yeah, it's like the uh, the unspoken thesis understanding of the conversation <laughs> of the scene. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the the conclusion that the audience could have been led to by the basics of television as a format <laughs> and conversation as a thing because <laughs> <laughs> the thing the thing that like hits me about it is that it's fucking stupid obviously and it like ruins a good moment mm-hmm. like as much as i complain about Brian and roger that scene itself like that moment where they're in bed together and he's like obviously stressed and then she figures out what's going on and like turns off the candle that if if it had ended with the candle going black and the screen going black it actually like would have meant something Mm -hmm. there would have been i don't know that i would have felt a thing but there would have been like an impact right versus them like just
1: telling you (laughs) the screen goes to black
0: and he he whispers i killed a man i'm like well fuck you no fucking kidding How does that feel right now, Roger? Tell us more. Right. (laughs) I guess I'm your therapist now, me, the viewer. (gasps) Fuck off. Um, (laughs) And the the thing about it, as I started to say, is not just that it's dumb, but it's that Ronald D. Moore made such a point in the early Mm -hmm. season or two Mm -hmm. of saying that he respects the audience too much, to be obvious, and that the viewers of outlander are smart and that he as a creator like feels the need to like trust the audience and every single time one of these fuckers says some shit like this (laughs) that is matthew b roberts revealing to us that he has no fucking trust in me at all yep that is him actively looking me in the eye and being like i think you're too goddamn stupid yep to know what is happening right now. So I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, and we can deal with this later. Yep.
1: I just don't know if we'll get it. You might have to go back and watch
0: it again. <laughs> you have to go back and watch it again before you're allowed to be angry about how goddamn fucking stupid it is, you <laughs> oh, piece of shit. I I'd, I'd forgotten about that for a yeah. minute there. Yikes. Yeah, I'd never forget.
1: Never forget. <laughs>
0: Oh, God. Last pick, huh? I secretly got in one of mine, which was literally just Matthew B. Roberts. Roberts. Yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna, like, take
1: something I feel, like, moderately strongly about, just because here we are. Yeah. I have two that I feel, like, equally meh about, but... Um, lackluster... sex.
0: Yeah, this was on my list also. Like... Mostly
1: epitomized by the awful stable sex
0: in season five. I'm so glad we're talking about stable sex. Okay. And the
1: associated, like, clickbait I've seen a lot that is like, Diana Gabaldon said that the actors had no chemistry in this scene, which is not actually what she said. (laughs) Yep. She was calling out the writing for being bad. Yep. So that's, like, twofold. But really, the writing is bad. Yep. That scene was awful. It's not the only one. <laughs> but just, like, season one had good sex. Season yep. two had good sex. Yes. When when it happened.
0: <laughs> it did. Yeah. The issue with the sex in season two wasn't that the sex was bad. It was that it was few and far between. Yes, correct. Yep. But, like... It's also Season three similar affliction, good sex, but rare, yeah, but some of it wasn't great. Mm. no it wasn't all good, but there was some good, yeah,
1: I think part I mean maybe part of it is like taking the fun out of Outlander, going
0: back to what you're saying, like
1: there's nothing fun
0: happening. <laughs> it's true, like Outlander's supposed to be like funny and sexy and like rollicking through the countryside, yeah. And the show has been, has the show looked at the books and was like, well, these are long, and television only has so much time. So if we have to get rid of some stuff, let's get rid of the rollicking, let's get rid of the humor, mm-hmm. and let's get rid of most of the sex. Let's keep a little sex, but let's do it as fast as possible. Or, like, and- ma- tie it to these
1: big, like, emotional, like, serious moments. Like, everything mm-hmm. is, like... Season four is like, well, we know when we're going to die. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) And then season five is like, well, now you're 40 or whatever. Whatever the fuck old he is. Like, you're so old. Let's do it. Or like, or like, you've just
0: been bitten by a snake and you're (laughs) physically dying. So let me revive you (laughs) with my sex magic.
1: And, like, the stable sex was bad, not just because it was bad, but because, like, they'd had a fight, and it... Yeah, it was,
0: like, weirdly aggressive.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't... Like, they've done that before. It wasn't fun makeup sex. No. It was just, like... Bad. And I... Yeah. Kind of appreciate, if it was intentional, the, like low-key, I'm-gonna-give-0% to this attitude that they had with it. <laughs> Like, let me phone this in because it's bad. Yeah. If that was intentional, I appreciate it.
0: It might <laughs> I mean,
1: I, f- I know that I've built some a narrative
0: in my head, but... <laughs> some number of people associated with the show have sort of come on record, whoa, have been on record... <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, <of> saying that <laughs> because of the way television and being actors in real life works that they like don't want to be too much sex Yeah, because you know they don't want it to be overkill and it's like awkward for the actors mm-hmm. and they feel like the audience like gets the point like Jamie and Claire liked to bone but That's kind of the whole deal. Well,
1: there's also like ways you can allude to boning and have it be fun without like having everyone get naked all the time either. That, yeah, that's fair. Which is like not always what this show wants to do. No. (laughs) Excuse me. But like in season (laughs) one, like there would be times when like Murtaugh was banging on the door and they're literally banging and they're like, oh shit. And then, mm-hmm, like, go mm-hmm. blah, 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 and that's it. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, a little reminder, like, they're getting late all the time, but we don't yeah. need, like, to have a big emotional moment tied to this. It's right. literally just, well, like, this is an everyday thing that is a thing.
0: Going back to, yeah, exactly, like, going back to some of the, I like, the whole immersive quality of the fiction, some of the fun of it is not just that the sex is hot, but it's also just that Jamie and Claire are married and have been married for a long time, and still like to bone down just at random. Mm-hmm. Sometimes several times a day. <laughs> just like. <laughs> Jamie's they just can like, get it. Up? They can get it. And it's just kind of fun. And sometimes it's funny. And sometimes it's just like Jamie comes in from the stables and he's all sweaty and smelly and disgusting. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I'm bored. Let's bone. <laughs> and so now that's a sex scene in the book that we have to deal with. <laughs> right. And they don't need to show every single one of those because they wouldn't be able to make enough content. But some of that, some of that would be fun. Yeah.
1: Or like just let make it less. Fun. Yeah, let them have fun. I think that's the thesis of this entire episode, <laughs> turns out. <laughs>
0: Outlander's not fun anymore. No, it's not. Well, because part of what was gratifying about it, too, was all the female gaze bullshit mm-hmm. and, like, nobody gets any kind of gratification anymore. <laughs> no one. No one. Not a single one. No. Nope. Any lingering thoughts about your first draft? Um, I will rapid fire off the remaining things I didn't say. Um, okay. The wigs. Yep. That's a consistent issue. Yep. Um, the this is totally random and like a very specific scene, but the scene from season one where Leary tries to seduce Jamie by the river <laughs> and she like rips off her the bodice of her whatever. Uh-huh. What the fuck was that? <laughs> who wrote that scene? Matthew B. Roberts. That was, like, was that, like, when Ronald D. Moore was, like, grooming him? God, like,
1: knows? Probably. What happened?
0: Um, Two more. I have never gotten over Claire being so, like, hot and cold about the fact that Jamie would have had a life in the 20 years that they were apart. Mm. I think she was weird about it. Anyway. I could go on. <laughs> you could. But it, I've just it's never like settled with me. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I thought of this because we talked about um two episodes ago, three episodes ago, we talked about the colorist. Yeah. It was in the Ozark episode. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that we like lost some of that like mm-hmm. art direction mm-hmm. shit has been like such a huge loss yeah. to the whole vibe.
1: Agreed. Um my quick hits that we didn't talk about that were, like, minimal, the pube beard. Pube beards!
0: Um, Lump that in with
1: the wigs, man. The boat plague. Yeah. That like, entire episode we did not need on the boat plague, especially not in these our modern times. Yep. Um, the scene where, the, where King Louis poops. <laughs> I just hate that. <laughs> I love that scene. It's so stupid. I hate it so much. Like why is it? It makes it's me so, so uncomfortable.
0: So Jamie just pops out and it's like, let's talk about oatmeal. It's great. It's like
1: what is this a Metamucil ad? <laughs> um. <laughs> and I have oh, Galus is like return in season whatever, two three. Fucking weird. Yeah. It's weird, and it's dumb, and it's not, like, a good arc for her character, and I think she kind of deserved better. Agreed. And my last gripe is
0: the season five costumes. Yes. You know, I thought about... I had a few different iterations of costume and set design gripes. Yeah. I thought about talking about outerwear, Mm -hmm. because season one had some good, good jackets. Yep. And we don't have good, good jackets anymore, I could do a whole episode just about Jamie's fucking leather jacket coat, in season five. Are you fucking kidding me? His Hagrid coat. His Hagrid coat. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they like It's literally so large. And made him look so large, but like not in a good way.
1: No, he kind of looks he's like live action Beauty and the Beast
0: also. <laughs> he's just, yeah, like, he's, he's too, bulky. Too, yeah.
1: Proportions <laughs> are
0: wrong. <laughs> it's incorrect. It's
1: Not good. Um, not good.
0: Okay. Yes, I. But I couldn't think of like a good way to bring it any of it home, yeah. other than to say that it's not good. It's not good. And you like, are correct. You also
1: see like clothes that don't look lived in anymore. Yes, and that's a problem for me.
0: You know how I complained in that Hallmark movie about the gazebo that was supposed to be yep. historic yep. to the small yep. town, and it was literally like brand new pressure treated lumber. Yep. That's like the whole issue with Fraser's Ridge. Mm-hmm. The entire ridge. Yep. And everyone on it. And every person on it. <sighs> okay. Well, yeah.
1: if you have gripes about Outlander <laughs> that you would like to register in a draft format or not, you can contact us at Hate Watch With Us on Twitter, hatewatchwithus at gmail.com. Use the contact form on our website, hatewatchwithus.com. Or you can tell us about it in a review on Apple Podcasts, but it has to have five stars.
0: Yeah. Um, We're also members of the Thought Bubble Audio Network, so if you would like to hear sometimes gripes that are definitely not about Outlander but are about other nerd-type things, you can find them over at FM on Twitter, ThoughtBubbleAudio.com, ThoughtBubbleAudio.gmail.com. And they also have a Patreon, if you search Thought Bubble Audio, on Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll stop
1: ourselves before we keep complaining. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> An hour later, I think we got all the gripes out. For now. We're never going to complain about Outlander ever again, guys. We solved it. Lies. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was almost as convincing as Matthew B. Roberts telling you that all you have to do to understand the artist, watch the episode again. Yeah. Try that. That'll be mm-hmm. great.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thank you
1: for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.